When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Living Daily, episode 101, featuring Joshua Fields Milburn of TheMinimalist.com. Get ready to maximize your potential with Optimal Living Daily, the podcast that brings you the best in personal development and productivity every day of the week. Your optimal life awaits. Now here's your host, Justin Mollick. What's going on, old friends? Welcome to Optimal Living Daily, and I'm Justin Mollick, bringing you amazing blog content, and this week, having authors read their content to you for a change. So today is a very special edition of Minimalist Monday. We get to hear straight from Joshua Fields Milburn himself, which is awesome. And if you hear this, Joshua, thank you. Not just for going out of your way to record this just for us, but also because, and I don't know if you know this, but you were the very first author to say yes to this whole podcast idea. I remember getting that email like it was yesterday. It was actually Sunday, November 15th, 2015, And exactly 10 days earlier, I wrote a handwritten letter to both you and Ryan telling you how much I enjoy your content and how I wanted to launch this podcast to help overcome social anxiety. Little did I know that you were in the process of creating your own podcast, which ended up launching shortly after mine, which was amazing. But anyway, the fact that you were the first one to say yes really validated this podcast idea for me. And within a couple of weeks, I was off recording. So again, thank you. I owe you guys a lot. And that's one of the main reasons that it's your book that I give away to someone on my mailing list every month. And if you, the listener, are not familiar with a minimalist, or even if you are, the one thing you can do to support them is to see their film coming out, which is going to be amazing. But in order to have it played in your city, you need to get tickets in advance. So to do that, visit minimalismfilm.com, check out the trailer, and browse around the site to see how you can attend a screening. Joshua and Ryan are doing a tour in May, so you can also see them as they head out on the road and visit your part of town. All right, I think that's enough of an intro. I'm going to let Joshua take it away, and let's start optimizing your life. This essay is Live Like Stan from The Minimalist's essay collection, Essential, written and read by Joshua Fields Milburn. The traffic light hanging above our car is a blur of red. Tears are burning my eyes. Ryan is seated in the passenger seat next to me. He too is teary-eyed. It's the eve of our big, hundred-city book tour. The Florida sun has already set behind the Tampa Bay. Nightfall is upon us now. By the time the traffic light changes, it's just a mess of wet green, a shapeless emerald cloud spilling into the nighttime ether. 
I received the call a moment earlier. The news? A week after Ryan avoided his own death, one of my closest friends, Stanley Dukes, is dead. This isn't going to be easy to write. Overwhelmed with unanswerable questions, I feel a canyon of sorrow. Fuck. I can't see past the tears. He was only 36 years old, so I'm compelled to pin a thousand cliches. Life is too short. Every day is a gift. You never know when you're going to go, so live your life to the fullest. While all these truisms are apt, the truth is that Stan lived more in his three and a half decades than most people could in a hundred years. Stanley Dukes was a Mozart of positive living, and so his attenuated life was not in vain. Of course, this doesn't erase the pain, but it makes it easier to handle. We met in the corporate world a decade ago. At first, when I was a regional manager, Stan worked for me as a store manager. But he was so talented, he added so much value to so many lives, that I often felt as though I worked for him. Although he managed dozens of employees, his genius was most pronounced in his ability to inspire people who weren't self-motivated. Which, if you know anything about leading people, it's sort of like convincing water to be less wet. But somehow he did it, always carrying with him a smile and his PMA, positive mental attitude. As a result, he was one of the most successful managers in our entire company. Over time, we became close friends. We shared similar values and beliefs, as well as tastes in literature and movies and music. I traded him my overwrought short stories for his hilarious, pseudonymous erotic fiction. We exchanged lines from Glengarry Glen Ross characters, and we both shared a healthy obsession for John Mayer's music. We became so close that he was even the first person to make appearance in my memoir, Everything That Remains, where he pops his huge, lovable head into the very first page. Our identities are shaped by the costumes we wear. I am seated in a cramped office room, surrounded by ghosts in shirt sleeves and pleated trousers. There are 35, maybe 40 people here, middle managers, a lot of us, mostly Caucasian, mostly male, all oozing apathy. The group's median complexion is that of an agoraphobe. A Microsoft Excel spreadsheet is projected onto an oversized canvas pulled from the ceiling at the front of the room. The canvas is flimsy and cracked and is a shade of off-white that suggests it's a relic from a time when employees were allowed to smoke indoors. The rest of the room is aggressively white. The walls are white. The ceiling is white. The people are white, as if all cut from the same materials. Well, everyone except Stan, seated at the back of the room. Cincinnati's population is 45% black, but Stan is part of our company's single-digit percentage. His comments, rarely solicited by executives, are often dismissed with a nod and a pained smile. Although he's the size of an NFL linebacker, Stan is a paragon of kindness. But that doesn't keep me from secretly hoping that one day he'll get fed up with the patronizing grins and make it his duty to reformat one of the boss's fish-eyed faces. Of course, Stan wouldn't touch a hair on any of their balding heads. He was above that. He was above all the petty bullshit we get caught up in every day. He was above living life based on other people's standards. 
His standards were too high for that. He had character. Stan contributed beyond himself. Each year at Christmas time, he dressed up as Stanta and handed out gifts to our employees. He spent many off hours donating his time to soup kitchens and Habitat for Humanity. And last year, he founded a mentoring conference for young people ages 13 to 18. Stan cared. When I decided to leave the corporate world three years ago, he didn't flinch. Instead, he was the first to join me. We walked away together, guided by solidarity and a kinship that's impossible to manufacture. Before I moved to Montana, we met for coffee weekly. Our visits yielded heartfelt advice on women and life, as well as arguments over which John Mayer album was best, heavier things or battle studies. Everything about Stan reflected a profound truth. Even his simple tweets were steeped in profundity. A man can't walk out of his own story. Secure your own mask before assisting others. There's a bright spot in every shadow. It's the bitter and the sweet. I know the bitter, and that allows me to appreciate the sweet. Only your actions can prove your worth. They tell people who you are. Don't drown in conformity. Countless essays at TheMinimalists.com were inspired by my conversations with Stan. Our final conversation was mimetic of his life. It was short, but meaningful. Three days before Thanksgiving, I sent Stan a text message. I don't have to wait till Thursday to be thankful for you. I'm grateful you're in my life today. To which he replied succinctly, Thanks for that. Please know that I feel the same. Stan lived until he died. He truly lived. Every day. Not like most of us who walk through life like it's some kind of dress rehearsal, worrying about bullshit that doesn't matter. Nope. Stan was so alive, one of the only people I know who didn't take this life for granted. If there's a lesson to be learned here, it's that, like Stan, we're all going to die. But few of us will be courageous enough to live as he did. Honest, well-rounded, passionate, positive, imperfect, and constantly improving. Above all, Stan Dukes was good people, a man I aspire to live like. That green blur overhead is my signal to step on the gas, to wipe the tears, and move forward. Perhaps you'll do likewise. I know Stan would. You just listened to Live Like Stan by Joshua Fields Milburn, and it's from the Minimalist Essay Collection, Essential by Joshua Fields Milburn and Ryan Nicodemus. So cool to hear him read his own content, which he does every once in a while on his podcast, The Minimalists. And that's a post that I really love and wanted to read you, but I'm so glad that Joshua got to read it himself. Thank you again, Joshua. You and Ryan have been awesome to help me bring your content to a new form. And I'm looking forward to reading a lot more of your work very soon and seeing your film, which I'll be doing in May. It's booked and it's going to be amazing. And for you, the listener, make sure you visit minimalismfilm.com to see it too. And who knows, maybe I'll be there in the same audience as you. But just remember, I'm socially anxious. So if you see me and expect lots of friendly conversation, that might not come so naturally. Anyway, uh, if you're wondering where Ryan Nicodemus is in all of this, don't worry. He's going to be reading a post tomorrow 
It's going to be a nice and quick episode, but excellent nonetheless. So I'll see you there where your optimal life awaits. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits. Oh, 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 o